G'day, welcome back to another episode of Open for Business. Today we are taking a trip across the seas to Scotland to speak with the one and only Mr. Gavin Bell, Facebook advertising expert, agency owner, public speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur. Gav helps businesses generate more leads, sales, and profits through powerful marketing funnels across the Facebook platform. He's a multi-award winning entrepreneur, he's a podcast host, and if you're looking to improve your marketing or scale your business, this is an episode that you need to tune into. Let's get straight into the show. Mr. Gavin Bell, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me here, what a pleasure. Mate, bright and early for you over in Scotland. We're, uh, we're working with the time differences here, so uh, it's early for you and, and late for me, but thanks for joining us, mate. It's my pleasure. It's the best way to start a day, chatting to you, Anthony. Love it, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So for, uh, for everybody tuning in, mate, uh, would you mind giving us a little bit of the, uh, the Gavin Bell backstory, mate, and how did uh, how'd you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've got, a, got a, probably a classic entrepreneurial story, if, if you will. You know, awesome. built my first website at 14, that kind of story. I grew up in a very small group of uh, Scottish islands called the Shetland Islands. It's as far north as you can go in, in the UK. It's kind of, um, it's definitely not the type of place where business and startups and entrepreneurialism is mm. really, you know, the norm. So I grew up there and, and very quickly realized that I wanted to get off the islands. And I, I left the islands at 18 and uh, decided to build my first web, first uh, business, sorry, which was a business where I was working with personal trainers and putting them into corporate environments to run fitness sessions, so corporate well-being. And um, I ran that business for, for a couple of years, but quickly realized that my heart wasn't really in it for a few different reasons and quickly understood that I wasn't actually um, running a corporate well-being business. I was really just a middleman because I had no fitness qualifications. I was speaking to personal trainers and then speaking to clients and almost being the middle person in between them. So it's effectively acting as like an agent for personal trainers. Yes. And, and uh, what I realized, you know, with the relationships that I built with all these uh, PTs was that typically they were really bad at marketing and they're typically really bad at getting new clients. And so six or so years ago, um, I was like, well, that's a big opportunity. My heart's not really in this business anymore. So mm. let's go and help personal trainers with their marketing. You know, you, you look at their Instagram, it's six pack abs, but, they're trying to go after a 55 year old guy that's looking mm. to lose a little bit of fat or lose a little bit of weight. And, um, so that's what I did. I set up a, the business and we used to focus on social media management and, um, very quickly, a couple of clients asked us to do some paid stuff, uh, got some good results. I was like, I'm not an expert in this, but I'll do it for you. And got some results. I was like, I really like this because with social media management, you're kind of getting judged based on the number of posts that you make. Whereas with Facebook ads, you're getting judged on, are you making money or not? Mm. Which is a completely different ball game. And um, so decided to then, you know, basically focus on Facebook ads because there's nobody really in the UK at that time that had the title, you know, the, the go-to Facebook ads person. So I wanted to become that person. Mm. And that kind of brings me to where I am today. I, I now own an agency. Um, we work with brands all over the world and also um, uh, online membership called the Funnel Academy where we teach small business owners how to uh, build their first funnels and, and run their ads for them. That's awesome, mate. Appreciate it. The, um, the, the name of your agency, Fat Pony, does that, uh, yeah. there any uh, sort of links with your, your heritage there? Where does that come from? 
Well, I mean, there is, but that's definitely not why we came up with it. So I, the business before, I did that kind of thing that I think a lot of people do is they create this really corporate brand because they feel mm. they need to be professional. So the business name before was Blue Cliff Media. And um, I just really hated the name after a few years and decided, I was like, I need to come up with a new name for this. And and um, my girlfriend, she's a horse rider. She was like, why don't you just call it Fat Pony? And I said, yes absolutely perfect and then we can tell we can tell the story that's about shetland ponies yes yes yes. i like it i like it and and i do like the uh yeah making things a little bit different changing things up and and not being uh so corporate i suppose uh that's awesome man um so in in terms of the the agency and and what you're all about man it, it definitely is facebook ads you certainly have carved out your niche as the is the expert and the go-to in that space so um with with a lot of our business uh, listeners of the podcast being in the you know the, the small to medium business range, what um, wh- where's a good starting point uh, for business owners who are maybe looking to run Facebook ads? How how can we sort of help clear up the question? Should I be trying to do this myself or should I be looking to an agency? Like where can people sort of start in that space? Yeah, so I think there's a few things that you need to do before you even think about running ads which is, do you have a, I mean, this is something I hope everybody responds yes to, but we'll start at the basics. Do you have a business or product or a service that people actually like and enjoy? Do you actually get results with your customers? Yes or no? If no, then go sort that. If mm. yes, then we can move to the next question, which is, do you understand your, your, you know, your business model and your sales process and that if you are generating leads, do you know how to convert those leads into customers? Yes or no? Because if you're running ads on Facebook and you're generating leads, but you can't convert them, then it's it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. And do you understand the kind of messaging that you that resonates with your audience and can you know get your audience to get in touch with you and compel them to take action? Because the, you know when people first say to me that they they're thinking about running Facebook ads, I ask these questions because. Yes, you can use Facebook ads to test all these things, but for the majority of small to medium business owners, they don't have the budget to spend a ton of cash on Facebook ads testing things. They want to get the results fast. So it's important that we get these things right and use Facebook ads as a amplification of what's already working as opposed to something that we hope is going to be a golden bullet. Mm-hmm. We need to understand those things first. And then when it comes to, you know, should you hire out? Should you learn yourself? I always, always, always say, that you should learn a a level yourself. So even if you are like, I want to outsource my ads, I know I should be doing Facebook ads, but I want to outsource them because I don't have the time. I'm not a techie person, et cetera, et cetera. I still think you should take the time to understand what's involved in an ad campaign, what's Mm -hmm. the terminology involved in an ad campaign, so that when you do eventually outsource your ads to somebody, you can have a much better conversation. You know, I'm someone who has um, run Facebook ads for clients. I'm someone who's hired somebody to run Facebook ads for clients. And I'm someone who has also hired an agency to run ads for me. So I've got every different spectrum of what it's like in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I know if you understand as the customer, you know, what is actually going on, Mm -hmm. then you will have a much, much better relationship chance of success in your ads because you can ask better questions you can keep your agency or consultant to you can hold them to account and, and so i would always say learn the basics of facebook ads and then you can decide whether or not you want to outsource 
But mm. that's awesome advice. And I think there's, there's a couple of really important points there where, um, you know, you mentioned that Facebook ads isn't going to, you know, um, be the, you know, the silver bullet or, or uh, you know, create a million dollars overnight. Uh, you know, it is more of a, an amplification. So you, you do have to have those processes and things set up first. Um, and then obviously the second point is having some understanding about um, what you may be going to hire somebody to do for you. Um, so, and in that, uh, I think is another very important piece of the uh, puzzle where it's managing expectations, right? So if you do take the time to, to invest in learning how Facebook ads work, even at a basic level, you can start to sort of get an understanding of what goes into it, what's involved and what you could expect out of it for your business, right? So that, you know, we don't have business owners um, hoping that Facebook ads will change things overnight or, or expecting too much. Um, is there any sort of way that you go about managing expectations with clients? Yeah. And it, well, it's, it's definitely the most important part of what I do is managing mm. expectations for clients because the worst thing that can happen is your, you know, your client has expectations that are different to you as the agency, the consultant or the expert. And this applies to all industries mm. because even if they have unrealistic expectations, their expectations are still their expectations. And if you don't meet them, then that relationship is never going to, it's never going to work. Mm. So we're just, I mean, I think I've learned my lesson in this, to be honest, you know, through, you know, just not discussing expectations with clients and then not meeting their expectations and understanding and not understanding why the relationship broke down, mm. uh, you know, taking on clients that, you know, maybe the results were never going to actually happen or were, you know, it was going to be a tough uphill battle. And I know that they didn't have the budget to do it, but you know, when you're first starting, you take on any client you possibly can. And, and so now we are very, very selective on who we work with yep. and it's not, you know, because we're RC or because we're, you know, arrogant, it's because we're only going to work with somebody if we feel and know that what we do is going to get them results. So that's the first and first thing. The second thing is then when you do agree to work with that person is you know, in your initial calls is you have to discuss with them what are your goals and you have to go deeper than just, I want to generate leads from Facebook. You have to go, right, okay, well, how many leads do we need to generate in order for that to become a customer? What's your conversion rate? If you get people on the phone, how many people are you closing on the mm. phone? And work all the way back to how much a customer is worth to them, how much are we spending on ads, and are we able to make that profitable with our management fee? So this is something we've started doing in our proposals is we have a slide that basically says, you know, our fee, your advertising budget, lifetime value of the customer, your sales funnel mapped out with all the different percentages. So if we can hit, let's say, $20 per lead, then you're going you're gonna to see profit. Mm -hmm. And what's great about that is, you know, it's, it's good for, you know, us as an agency to go, all right, okay, this is what we need to actually hit in order for this to be success. The client can then see this, the process that we're going to be building. And then let's say that we are able to generate um, $20 leads. Then if it's still not working as in the client's not getting like clients from the back end of it, mm -hmm. then it sounds bad, but it's kind of on their 
Yeah, you know, there, there are things to sort. other things that need to be fixed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can support them, and that it makes you a much more important part of their team as opposed to just the person that runs their Facebook ads. Mm. And it also means that when you're having that conversation with that client, then you can say to them, you know, this is the process that we're following. This is the process that has worked for all of our different clients. And if it doesn't work, this is what we're going to do. If it doesn't work, this is what we're going to do. So they become more understanding that, okay, we're not getting results, but at least I know I'm following a path, mm. a proven path to get yes. us to results as opposed to, oh, this isn't working. Uh, I don't want to, so I want to stop spending any money now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there is no, you know, uh, cookie cutter approach or there is no one right way to do it. Like every business is different. Everybody's target audience is different. Like there's so many variables that go into it. Um, and you know, again, that is, a, is an important part of managing the expectations is that, uh, you know, these things take time. Like you need to test, you need to measure, you need to find a way to make it work as efficiently as it can, but you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So, and I think that's like a, a really important, uh, this conversation in particular is a really important conversation to have because the the more uh, the more light that's being shone, especially with the current situation that's going on on online advertising and how important it can be. Uh, a lot of um, I feel like there's so much success that businesses have and that agencies create for other businesses and it gets splashed out there on social media and all this sort of stuff and massive returns on investment and, and huge sales figures and you know, that can be, uh, you know, a bright, shiny light for a lot of business owners. And it, it kind of, they're like, I want that. And, you know, I should be able to get that like straight off the bat. If someone does my Facebook ads for me, then it's success straight away. So I think it's, it's an important conversation to have that. It's, it's more about the process uh, and investing in your business uh, and investing in either an agency or, or whoever it might be who's running your ads to get that process right. Would you agree with that? hundred percent. Totally. Awesome. Mate, uh, are you able to share with us a couple of tips or tricks or suggestions uh, for local businesses around Facebook ads, the, the, the types of ads that they could be running or the types of campaigns that uh, uh, yeah, could be benefit uh, for a local business? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely love local business marketing when it comes to Facebook ads. Uh, and for one of the reasons, it's going to be my first tip, which is when it comes to your targeting on Facebook ads, oftentimes, you know, we work a lot with health practices, so health practitioners. Okay. And um, a lot of the times they want us to do things like target people that are interested in health and wellness. If they're, you know, maybe they've got a back pain offer. Mm. And, and it makes sense because you think I'm a health business, I'm targeting people that have a sore back and therefore I want to target people on Facebook with interest, health and wellness. Makes sense. But actually what we find right now, and specifically in the health practice industry, but this is applies to all local businesses is to go broad with your targeting. So if you're running Facebook ads, just go broad. And you know, if you're, you're, you're in a town with maybe a population of a hundred thousand people, just target literally that town with your age demographic and leave it like that and let Facebook do the heavy lifting mm. for you. And we're finding that Facebook is way better than going into that audience of a hundred thousand people and finding the right people as opposed to, you know, us trying to micromanage the targeting. Another thing with that is um, a lot of our local clients like to, especially in the health practice space when they're, you know, it's expensive health packages that they're selling is um, this is not in, in the American market, but they, they want to target people with specific income levels, higher income levels. And I always, you know, I always say, well, let's test it. But the thing with the income targeting, and the thing with any targeting really 
is, and what I'm trying to get here is an argument again, uh, the argument for going broad is if you target people based on income um, or any interests, you might be leaving out potential areas of the market that Facebook just doesn't have the data on. So if you say I want to target people that are interested in health and wellness or people that are making top 5% of income, you know, Facebook doesn't have the data on absolutely every single person. Their data might not be correct. And so you might say, yeah, I want to target only the top 5%, but the top, there might be the top 3% aren't in that top 5% because Facebook doesn't have the data. So go broad on your targeting. Mm. Um, another thing is that we, is something that we push all the time is start to work out, you know, your top, middle and bottom of funnel. Yeah. And that might sound a little bit marketing complicated, but to, to clarify what I mean there is start producing video content around your topic, answering the questions. You can promote those videos out to people in your local area. And then you can also retarget people or just target people in general with a call to action that tries to get people into your, your local business with some specific type of offer. It might be, you know, a free back massage. It might just be a free consultation. It might be whatever it is that make that offers and just have those two things running because what happens is in a local area, if you run video ads to people in that local area, it's not going to take very long for everybody in your local area to see those videos that you're creating. And if you're a chiropractor, let's say, and you're producing these videos and promoting them out to your local area, which chiropractor do you think people are going to go to after two years of seeing these videos? They're going to see, they're going to go to the guy that has shown he's an expert and cares and uh, has authority and they trust you because you've taken the time to put those videos out there. So those are my two things would be broad targeting and also get stuck into creating video content as well as your, you know, your lead generation campaigns. Yeah, mate, I love that. Awesome tips and uh, agree hundred percent. Like it's, it's definitely a point now, if anybody is listening and they are running their own Facebook ads, it's, it's more nowadays about knowing what not to do than what, to do like in a sense like it's not about whacking in every interest under the sun and tweaking everything uh, you know every single day it is about knowing that the algorithm is smarter and it the more data that you can give it uh, the better results that you're generally going to get so that's a massive tip and i also really like the fact that uh, and i think it's an important point to make with facebook ads is that it's not about uh, switching facebook ads and, and, and getting conversions straight away it is very much about building that brand awareness and you know nurturing customers and uh, building a relationship with them right so that uh, as you mentioned over over a period of time uh, you are going to be top of mind for for whatever particular service that is so um really good points there mate um before we wrap up what are some uh, i'd love to know if you've got any tips for anybody who wants to get into the facebook ads game or is thinking about starting an agency do you have any advice you you've been there you've done that so um, what advice would you give people who are thinking about getting into Facebook ads? Yeah, great question. So I think there's a, there's a lot of Facebook ad experts and Facebook ad agencies out there, as you know, and most of them are people that have bought some shady course for 997 and the course teaches them to brand themselves as a Facebook ad expert and then go out and try to find clients. And, what I often find with them is they put their prices up to ridiculous prices. And the reason that they do that is because they know that that customer is not going to stay with them for very long. And so they have to make some cash. So they put prices way up. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really interesting conversation with a, a friend of mine who runs a, 
uh, 40 or 50 person Facebook ad agency. And, you know, he was talking about how they put their prices down because of this whole fact that they, they actually do a little bit more. They put the prices down because they've been able to make what their, their process internally um, more efficient. Mm-hmm. And they focus on real estate and they just absolutely dominate the real estate industry uh, in, in the US. That was really interesting to me. And it's it, and it is because the point that, you know, your people are buying these courses, they're telling them to charge fortunes, brand them as experts, but they're really not experts in the field. And so you have to be really careful. But it also gives a massive opportunity for people that, you know, want to get in the space and are actually legit. Mm. You know, you can, if you just care about your clients and you care about getting results and you care about the people that you're trying to work with, then it leaves actually a bigger opportunity than um, you might think. So if, if I, you know, if I was starting again from scratch, which is how I'll give this, this answer is, I think what I would do is, is reach out to businesses on Facebook. You can now go on to Facebook ads library and see who's running ads. You can use the pixel helper on Facebook and see um, who's got the Facebook pixel on their site. And I'd, I'd reach out to local businesses, so people in my local area and say, hey, look, um, I'm starting, I'm new to this. Um, I am doing all the training under the sun, but I'd like to run your ads for free. If you can give me like, this month, I'll see if I can turn that into $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 for you. And I would just approach as many businesses as possible and offer to work for free. And what I'd then hopefully get, if I'm I'm good at it, which hopefully you are, is uh, a series of results that you've achieved. Mm. You can then turn those uh, results into case studies or testimonials. Let's say that you work with a physiotherapist and you're able to get that physiotherapist uh, 30 new leads that month. You can turn that into a case study, a testimonial, and then you can approach other physios and say, look, this is what I did for this physio. This is what I want to do for you. How much money did I make that physio? Well, I'm offering you my service for a lot less than what you're going to make if it ever works out. Mm. And you use that as like your lighthouse client to go out to other physios and other people. Because one, one thing I do understand is that when people first start in this industry, a lot of the times they struggle with the confidence in speaking to the customers and uh, selling their their value and I always find it's much easier to sell a case study or a, or a result that you've yeah. had somebody else than sell yourself so that that's exactly what I do mm. love that great advice yeah it, it's more about if yeah if you can show the results if, yeah you're not selling yourself you're selling what you're able to offer um, so love that advice mate uh, look, mate, to finish up, I'd love to know if there's any sort of non-negotiables that you have or any routines that you have which you uh, you stick to and you think that help you uh, be really successful in business. You, you've you've uh, carved out a great uh, niche and brand for yourself, mate, uh, public speaker, vlogger, uh, very successful agency owner. So what are the, some of the things that Gavin Bell does which uh, helps him uh, achieve that success? Oh, great question. I, I love speaking about... Um efficiencies and productivity in these things so i could probably talk forever on this <laughs> one topic but i'll try to pick a couple of things one one thing is a really small thing that i do but it's always 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 planning your tomorrow today so the last thing that i do on a day is plan what's going to happen tomorrow and then when i get up in the morning and i you know sit down at the desk and i look at my um my plan that i made last night i pick up the t- i pick out the top three things that i want to achieve hmm. so you know if Worst case scenario, I never got all these things done. What are the three things I want to get done that day? Uh, And those make their way to the top of the pile. So that's one thing. The second thing is actually something I'm going to be trialing um, 
So I've always, I've consistently been somebody that's you know, set a yearly goal, set quarterly goals as a result of that monthly, weekly, et cetera. But something I've come across recently is uh, how Basecamp and Buffer and Intercom work. And they work on eight week cycles, which is, you know, you have one main, well, the eight weeks is split up into a period of six weeks and then a buffer. So six weeks of intense work, one week buffer to, um, you know, tie up loose ends and then one week off. So mm -hmm. rest. And um, what they do is they will pick, you know, every single, every eight weeks, they will pick uh, a main project or thing that they want to work on. So it might be, I don't know, release a new course or um, whatever it might be for, for people listening. And then you focus on only that thing for six weeks. Mm. And you know you've you've got your your daily stuff that always has to happen like client interaction that that's fine but the, as a main project that's the thing you work on for six weeks and it means that if anything else comes into your mind you know any other projects or ideas or things that you want to maybe try you have to wait till the next cycle and before the next cycle then you have to decide whether you want to do that or prioritize something else and I think because one one of my downfalls is is one hundred percent a case of I want to do everything and I want to do everything now yeah and so. I feel like this is going to be a really good way for me to um, focus my work into these six week sprints or cycles, whatever you want to call them. And um, I'm really liking what I'm reading from Buffer and Intercom. These kind of, um, I think you can learn a lot from startups and SaaS companies because they've got really cool working schedules and ways that they work and applying that into, you know, our agency model. That's awesome. Yeah, really resonate that with that. We've uh, done something similar here. I've done something similar personally, where it's it's breaking it down into like quarterly core projects, right? So you pick three core projects over a quarter, um, and they are the main things that you focus on and get done. Um, it's just another way of creating a, a really sort of productive to do list, so that you make sure that you're focusing on what needs to be focused on. Can I ask a question on that then? Mm. So how do you, what what do you do to plan that quarter do you sit down for a full day and plan the quarter or yeah yeah so that comes out of like we uh, for the instance the start of this year we we came up with that at our annual planning day right at the start of the year um three core projects and then basically we made sure that we prioritize those three in in itself right what's the what's the number one thing that has to happen then the second and the third right there the three core projects for quarter one then quarter two and we, we go again, what's the main project needs to be focused on and the second and the third. So yeah, and it, it's been really good. It's helped us achieve it and we'll keep doing that through 2020. It's awesome. Mate, how can uh, people find out more about you? Yeah, best place to go is my website, mrgavinbell.com. Uh, and it's the same on all the different social platforms. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to go, at Mr. Gavin Bell. Mr. Gavin Bell, thank you very much for your time, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. And I would really appreciate that. Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy, and say g'day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.